0: What is going on? Episode 32 of Breaker Culture Weekly, sponsored by Dubs Coffee. Go check them out, dubscoffee.com for the freshest coffee ever to hit your mailbox. Uh, today, we have a great episode. What we've been doing is, a couple months after our initial interviews with Breakers, we bring them back for more of a casual conversation, chatting about the marketplace, some other things that we didn't have time to in the first episode with uh, with our interviews. Uh, and we're doing that today with Brian from BH 35 Sports Cards. Uh Really good conversation about a lot of topics that I think are relevant to many of us. Uh, we we keep bringing up this whole retail hobby um, dichotomy, and I think we 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 do definitely talk about this a lot in this episode, especially at the beginning, that first half. And there's some good some good discussion. I'd be really interested to see what you guys think about it. Hit us up on Twitter at BreakerCulture, um, or sh- go to the website breakerculture.com and comment on any of the posts, including this podcast post. But A big, big week in the hobby. We have Panini, uh, NBA Hoops, really the first flagship release of of the year for basketball. Um, So there's a lot going on with that. There's Prism Football coming out uh, on Friday, uh, another flagship release. And then Archives Baseball is sneaking in there on the hobby release. Retail came out about six weeks ago. Hobby came out uh, or comes out uh, today, Wednesday. So uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on. Follow us on Twitter. We put all the checklists already out for all those products. Uh, We give you all the rankings for every team, every player. But in case you're wondering, top five teams for hoops, Lakers number one, Suns number two, Celtics number three, Hawks number four, and the Mavericks number five. That's in terms of number uh, of autos and relics uh, in comparison to everybody else in the product. In terms of prison football, Dallas Cowboys number one again. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Steelers number three, Bronco's number four, and the the Baltimore Ravens are number five. So there's your quick analysis on the two major products coming out this week. And as always, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, It helps us with our SEO, being able to to appear in searches. And we want to know your feedback. We want to know what we can do better um, and if it's helpful for you. So let us know. Go to iTunes if you subscribe there. um, That's great. Just add a review, add a rating. Um, If you don't subscribe there, go subscribe on iTunes. You'll get notified whenever a new release comes out. Um, it's, it's pretty sweet how Apple handles that. So enjoy the show. Brian, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Well,
1: can you believe it was almost two months since we spoke last? Am I crazy? Uh, no, I can't. It was, uh, (laughs) it's gone pretty quickly.
0: Um, How many breaks have you done in between those seven weeks? Exact number. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Exact number. Go. Uh, uh. (laughs) 7 million. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is crazy time for you because you you do a ton of football, right? I mean, would you say 30% football? Is that a fair number or is it – I mean, baseball is obviously big for you. but
1: Yeah, probably – probably more football breaks but not as many of each breaks as bas- baseball so oh, yeah gotcha. it's uh they uh it's uh it's coming fast and furious now i don't know maybe somewhere between 80 and 100 breaks since the last time we talked wow oh someone's got a bid i
0: know that sound a bid or a yeah, question yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> But that's funny. Uh, are you the type that you need to know about every bid so you have it set up for notifications, or is it only like the messages? Or
1: Yeah, it's only the messages. I can't, uh, I, I used to do that. It just drives you crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I used to be able to do the one and three day auctions for the same as the five and the seven. And they changed the pricing structure. So it's like I want to listen to it ding for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So this week, big week for you. Yes, understatement. Very big week. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: understatement. It's would big you week. say
2: that this is one of the bigger weeks of the year?
1: Mm, it's probably one of them. Just the way that the releases landed. Uh, right. The the last couple of weeks of December are usually massively huge and then for whatever reason when bowman comes out there's always another huge release for something else so mm. that's a big one too
0: so into your into your i'm, I'm guessing you're referring to like draft is that yeah big okay yeah. gotcha yeah that makes sense we talked about that last time all your prospectors that come out of the woodwork they do <laughs> all over the place <laughs> so so this week we got prism football on friday uh hoops on wednesday and archives on Wednesday, <laughs> what out of those three, which one are you more excited about
1: personally? I'm interested to see uh, how hoops is gonna look. I don't know that I've ever done hoops before, so. Oh, wow, okay. I always like doing the first thing, or the, a first. Yeah. So, I'm intrigued by that. I like the look of archives. And then, I mean, flawless baseball. That's a nail biter in itself, but hey, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of Prism. Yeah. So it's just like,
2: I hope we get the good ones. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot to talk about. I don't know if there's any like particular order that either of you were hoping to to attack it in, but I wanted to ask a couple of questions. But the biggest one on my mind, you just talked about Prism and you kind of know what you're going to get. Brian, are you aware of any big changes in Prism this year relative to years past?
1: the the retail price point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a big one. I I, I don't know if it's a rumor or confirmed, but here's something I heard, and I'd love to hear your reaction. That this year in Prism, there will be only one rookie silver Prism per box.
1: You know, uh, that doesn't surprise me
2: just with
1: how well the Prisms do on the secondary market. And, I mean, there are so many of them per box, and they know what they're doing, so they want to make those a chase, and okay. <laughs> but uh it definitely added a, a huge amount of value, and it was, you know, there was a bunch of them, but one per box is, they- should boost sales on secondary? I don't know if it's going to boost box sales. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there there's kind of an
0: issue with them getting value out of silvers in the football market. So I think at least relative to basketball, right? Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I think this is their way of doing that. This is Panini's way of saying, well, we got to somehow create some intrinsic value in silvers. So let's. It's coming
1: along. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's either on, it's typically on like a hot wide receiver or definitely a quarterback. And most of the time to get any kind of high dollar sales value, it's got to be, you know, PSA 10 or BGS 9.5 or better. Right, right. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's just another $4 card. But, you know, yeah, you're, you go you're not going to have the homes right now or Watson last year and you got a $40, 50 card. So you pop your $20 grading fee, at $5 for what was already worth. And you know makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think suffice it to say, we're not looking at a situation where we're going to see some $300 raw Jason Tatum's coming out of football. (laughs) No, I know what you're saying.
1: And that's just no, probably not going to happen unless, you know, their one per box thing is going to work. Because then, I mean, you get one of the top quarterbacks. Right. Probably going to be the only one in the case.
2: Or a Saquon, yeah, I agree. I think th- there's the potential this year for it to happen for the first time because of that. But by the way, in addition, apparently the other rumor that goes along with that is that in retail there will be no silver rookies.
1: Mm.
0: That, that's not. It's not a rumor. That is truth. It's confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed
1: yeah. Hmm. Really- have retail. Uh, uh, They've got to have some special. They do. Yeah.
2: There's some color that you can only find in retail apparently, but uh, no silvers. So mm. hobby will be exclusive silvers this year and only one per box. It definitely is going to make that quite the chase.
0: Well, it's going to, it's going to reduce supply. That doesn't mean it's going to
1: increase demand.
2: I think Very that's good. the key, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the thing is, uh, and I'll give it to Panini for doing this, but that, that, It seems like they're trying to make an effort with chase inserts um, or in this case, the silvers, um, just to add more value. Uh, We'll see if it works. Yeah. Hmm. And like you said, it just because there aren't as many of them doesn't mean they're going to be worth more.
2: Well, clearly that third round offensive lineman doesn't, provide much value right so <laughs> if you don't get directly
1: right... a collector's card <laughs> right you'll have <laughs> and want that card because you collect that guy or he went to your school or he's your exactly. team's new guy you're not getting that card because you're excited that you pulled the high, <laughs> high dollar card right <laughs> <laughs> like kickers
2: <laughs> exactly right it's it, think about it though when you as a average guy buy a single box of a prison football type product you're looking at what's the auto, right? And now you're looking at what's my one silver. Mm-hmm. Imagine those situations where the auto is that third round offensive lineman and the silver is a fourth round D back, you know? You're, you're looking True. at situations. I mean, where even it's if you
1: get of... like a Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. yeah, it's right. not going to be worth much. Fourth pick, you know, right? Pick. right? Yeah, Cleveland leading the league in turnovers. It's. Yeah, it he's not going to be worth much. Yep. That
0: that is that is the problem I think with football collecting in terms of value as there's just so many of those players and I think it just unfortunately waters down the
2: value of a lot of other players. Is what it is. Yep. So uh, Yeah. Okay, so prison football. So let's 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 keep with football for a second. Um what are your thoughts week 7 just wrapped up. Any surprises? Any standouts? Any storylines that are kind of on your mind as a football fan?
1: Uh man, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on uh, in my mind. I just,
2: obviously, the Chiefs
1: and Patrick Mahomes is kind of a crazy story. Um, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people kind of expected him to be, you know, very good and exciting, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> just how effective their offense is, and how dynamic his arm is it's just even if you knew going
2: in to watch it is something else yep what's your biggest surprise tie um don't say Mahomes and Chiefs. no I no know. no
0: I, I would say the two things that stand out to <laughs> me right now uh would be kind of the mediocrity of the league in general i feel like there's not a lot of powerhouses which is unusual it like the packers uh teams like um uh, the titans who were pretty good last year are just the jags now there's just a lot of mediocrity and i, I yeah. you could argue like the parody good but i don't think parody like that is good for the hobby so i think we need five six seven powerhouses for us to see really really good you know
1: i think form. we'll get them as the season goes on um you know, that, like with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been extremely healthy. And yeah. the Patriots are trying to work through some injuries, starting to get some receivers back. And, you know, you got the Rams who are undefeated, which is crazy. Yeah. Fox, insane amount of touchdowns. And... Yeah. But yeah, parody's definitely there. It's something that I've always liked about football. Because you get those teams that just beat the crap out of each other, and then they get into the playoffs, and you're like, "Oh, they're nine and seven. They're not going to take down the, you know, fourteen and yeah. two Patriots." But you yep, can't. They do.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's point. one of the teams that is a bit of a surprise to me. I wrote down three records real quick: the Giants having only one win. When you mentioned taking down the 14-2, and two, I just thought about the two Patriots teams that had to face the Giants in the Super Bowl and lost. With Saquon Barkley, not that, well, you know, it's, football is obviously the sport where one player doesn't have the ability to make as much of an impact on the outcome of a game uh, as in other sports. But still, only one win is a bit of a surprise. In the same conference, the Skins being 4-2 and two, pretty quietly, um, I haven't heard much about how how they've gotten to this point quite frankly maybe you guys have but the biggest one for me is the saints being five and one yeah i was looking at that the other day too and it's just
1: that division is always crazy yeah somebody new wins every year i mean you got the falcons in last place and the saints with only one loss i didn't i thought the saints would be you know 10 and 6
2: nine and seven kind of team five and one's kind of crazy and i definitely don't think anybody would have said the falcons would be in last place no i'm not sure which one's a bigger surprise i think one loss is a bigger surprise than having only three wins personally um obviously a drew Brees led team is capable of anything (laughs) any game right yes certainly is (sighs) unreal
1: how old is he Thirty-nine. Uh, I think he's gonna turn sixty-eight.
0: <laughs> Check. I mean, seriously,
1: what was he a rookie in two thousand three? Unreal. I, that is crazy.
2: And he doesn't really look like he has aged much. I mean, both in terms of his play or just his face. I mean, he looks like. I mean, I know he's had shoulder problems, but they're not really showing up. Well, even you now, that feels like it was an
0: eternity ago. I feel like he basically. Once the, last the last time you last thought fighters. about,
1: other than him being a rookie, once the last time you thought about Drew Brees as a, a Charger. Oh uh,
0: gosh, so no yeah,
1: that's true. Him it. and Antonio Gates.
0: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, faces of franchises. So if you're if you're taking from the 2018 class, so this year's rookie class, if you're taking a quarterback, running back, receiver, which which guys are you taking? To start a team. Start a team, yeah, or to collect. Yeah. You're taking it, those positions. Ooh, um,
1: out of the rookies, mm-hmm. I would say yeah, definitely Saquon. Yeah, definitely- <laughs> right. You'll put him at uh, quarterback and
0: receiver too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um in Terms of receivers, I, th- I think Calvin Ridley looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's a number one receiver. But he looks pretty good. Um, and then quarterbacks, you know I don't know. It's it's too early to tell for a lot of it, but damn, Baker Mayfield's kind of impressive. Four overtimes. Yeah. Yeah. They got two wins. That's more than what, they've won in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. They're competitive. Their defense is awesome, but they got a leader. Totally. Um so
2: I almost think as much as anything, Mayfield's personality and energy on the field that it motivates and inspires his teammates is just as important as his play.
1: I agree. He's got the it. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. What What about Darnold? Are you a big fan of Darnold?
1: Um, I think he's going to be really good. He's so young. Yeah. And the Jets are so so inept at skill positions. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. He's doing pretty good with what he's got. Let's we'll yeah. see. Um maybe they limit the turnover in the coaching staff and actually build a football team. I think he'll be pretty good. <laughs> Best quarterback in New York right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although what Eli put up 399 last night. I saw that. Like, well, just throw the, throw short little passes to Odell every single Did time. Did you
1: watch that game though? Yeah, it was so bad. I didn't see any of it. Talk about garbage stats, Eli. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, my Throw the ball down the field. Get rid of the ball. What are you doing? so frustrating. Goes all the way through his progressions and then starts over again. Dude, (laughs) get rid of the ball. You're 500 years old and fragile.
2: (laughs) Simmons this week was all over Manning. and There are a number of quotes we can throw out there uh, from what he said. One of the things was how disappointed. You know, Simmons is a self-proclaimed homer. He, you know, as a sports, you know, voice in out there in pop culture, he's not ashamed at all to root for his Boston teams, and obviously the Patriots, and basically saying that he feels personally responsible, along with the Patriots, for being for for putting Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, and that Eli Manning will go down as the most mediocre quarterback to make it into the Hall of Fame. Man, I think he's playing himself out of the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> benched last year.
2: It's true. But he, who? those two rings, I mean, who was it by the way? Who did come in for him? I can't I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, who was it?
2: Yeah. I have no clue. It was um, irrelevant. I don't know.
1: Probably Ryan Fitzpatrick floating around. <laughs> <on some team>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, so how how is archives? I mean, I know that with with the retail coming out so far in advance, do you is there, there, is there demand?
2: If you're thinking about starting a podcast or doing anything like this, rewind thirty seconds and listen to that segue. Ty is a master of segues.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I gotta cut that out. <laughs>
2: You can't. That's too funny. <laughs> uh, archives is. A, I, I think there's pretty some a few pretty important things to talk about. Archives and there's probably a number of people out there that have some retail sitting around. Me, 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 me. Right. they're just hoping that hobby coming out is going to make a difference in secondary market. I yeah. think probably
1: so. I mean, there's going to be a, a, a. So many people most likely don't even know that it's out. I, I retail is obviously huge, but in terms of people buying and selling on secondary market, eBay or whatever, Facebook or if they're in, um, do they really know? <laughs> do they really know it already came out on retail and they could have had all those rookie cards already listed and up? I don't know, but there's a new wave coming and cards look cool on the mock-ups, so should be fun. I, I didn't did. go too hard. I got a couple cases. They're ten box cases, so yeah. I
0: I think Archives is awesome this year. I mean, I I went all in on retail mainly because I knew Hobby was delayed, and so it was a good opportunity. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens in the secondary market. Good Ty's point.
1: got those retail hookups.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works. Um, okay. Interesting.
2: Interestingly. I just wanted to pull up eBay real quick and look at baseball breaks listed. And I'm not seeing, I'm still scrolling and I have yet to find any archives listed on eBay. It was hard to get.
1: Was it really? I could only get two cases. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, it was allocated? Oh, yep. yep. Wow. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Applications have been weird lately. I think they're trying out new tricky stuff. And who knows? Like, uh, we couldn't sell this last year. Let's allocate it this year. Nobody takes it. Then we'll dump the back stock on a marriage deal with another product.
2: (laughs) Which means you're either going to buy it now or later or both. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, what what are your thoughts on allocations that's that's a big question but do you think they're good for the hobby
1: i think they're good for the hobby in the same way that parity is good for the nfl right. interesting you know there's uh, it's getting uh really big and with group breaking and you know zero barrier to barrier to entry um, it, you know, a guy can't just come off the streets and grab ten cases of National Treasures of Bowman and go ham anymore. Mm-hmm. Like those guys aren't even get a box; they got to go buy retail and try to flip it that way. You know, and there's there's just I don't know, there's just not enough for all the people involved in selling to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, either that or something else is going on that I don't know about. I don't like it, uh, personally. Um, I want everything of what I want, and nothing of what I don't. <laughs> but what yeah, collector course. isn't like that? I don't. Uh, I don't want to have to break sixty boxes of hoops to get one case of prism.
0: Mm-hmm. But... I mean, can you think of a marketplace where there's any sort of restrictions like this for entrepreneurs? I mean. I think of like a car dealership. I mean, do they have to? I'm sure there's probably restrictions from like a four where they have to have a thousand or a hundred focuses on the lot to get
1: fifteen f150s. I don't know, but it's just I don't know. I don't. I I, I don't know. It just I don't. So I've never been involved strange. really on the back end of yeah a goods type service. I mean, I I don't know. Do whole do wholesalers of coffee get allocated, you know, hey, yeah. take my new line and we'll give you uh, X amount of our flagship line at a discount. I, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works.
2: Yeah. I, I only know how our stuff works. I do think it happens in the shoe industry, the sneaker oh. industry where yeah, you've got exactly. Um, I, I my, job in college all four years of undergrad was working at an athletic shoe store and it wasn't really in effect then but i've kept in touch with some guys that are still in that business i'm still a bit of a sneakerhead my son has become a crazy sneakerhead and it's a dangerous thing to get into but is
0: that a term that aside, like sneakerhead is that what they call yeah the really yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. that's what, what they refer to themselves tie. as in these, that hobby. these shoes they have
1: their their own their own shows. They have their own
2: <laughs> shoe shows,
1: yeah, and they're huge. They're probably bigger than the card shows.
2: Well, I would say at least more money exchanges hands. There yeah. are individual pairs of shoes that will go easily for a few grand that literally just hit the market that day. Yeah, uh, what a lot of people do to make money is sit on line and grab the MSRP cost and turn it around that very moment for triple the price. Um but not to get too off off topic, the the reason I brought it up is because yeah, I, I do know that some shoe stores will not some, I mean it's it's a the same as allocations in the hobby that we're involved in, they'll have to buy X number of the average Joe sneaker to gain access to the exclusive shoe that everyone's going to be coming to the store for
1: yeah it makes sense i mean if there's not enough around it and you want to sell the
2: yeah yeah obviously it frustrates the average joe consumer especially when you have a product that you know should be a low or mid-range price out of your pocket but that by the time you're ultimately trying to get involved that inflation or or the the rise in cost due to supply and demand, and oftentimes it's kind of artificially created demand. Um, really, it might even not only more expensive, but potentially even price you out, and that's frustrating.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you think that uh, prison football was going to cost two hundred bucks a box at release?
2: I dude. And this is not a, t- a comment to call you out by any means. It's just part of this conversation. I, you were the first that I jumped on, to see because I got your email that prism was listed. So I jumped on your website to see what the Steelers cost, and I, uh, right? Damn, what the what heck?
1: Do, I mean, what do I do? I'm a, oh, I'm no. like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm way. I think you know. Well, I then did I my. I think homework. I ended up at like I don't know seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars on all the prices. It retails at twenty four hundred. And I can't, you know, I right. can't go any higher on these teams. It doesn't make sense. So let's leave them there. See what happens.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: especially well, do like my with,
0: homework. Yeah, you weren't way
2: off. Sorry, Ty. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, especially in a product where you could argue there's not a lot of upside.
2: Uh, exactly.
0: I mean, at least with Flawless or any of the big, big time, you know, mm-hmm. high end breaks, you got the potential to land whales. Mm-hmm. There's just not any big whales. Unless you get a you know, gold a gold really or black.
2: So yeah, yep. that's
0: tough. That's a really tough
1: position to be in. I, I, I get that. It's kinda of like one of those uh like when Bowman comes out and it's like right ridiculously through the roof and you're looking at <laughs> Bowman Crow, for example, it just came out. Who's who's in it? Who's
2: who's the yeah. number three through ten prospect? Yeah we saw we saw what happened several weeks out right it fell off the cliff right yeah I mean yeah
1: people yeah. realized like oh that's right bowman Chrome yeah. it's right. <laughs> right. I had a stepchild
2: I just got excited because it said Bowman exactly right. <laughs> so let me ask you this question would you agree at least it's my perception that you used Bowman as an example and it seems like year after year it's kind of always happening with Bowman but has that basically bled into the rest of the hobby to where it seems to be affecting many more releases on a regular basis? I think so. Yeah.
1: I think it has. They are paying attention to secondary market. Yeah. Those products are starting to cost more. They cost the same year after year after year after year. And now the lower end ones that have the chase that everybody is like, Oh, I'm in on that. Now they're high, yep. Imagine so going and getting a, a box of prism football for 200 bucks, and you get a Ronald Jones auto and a got Denzel Ward, so Joe Schmo, Denzel, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. It's just bad not yeah. it's
2: frustrating.
1: but it's fun, I think. When things like that happen, it gives group breaks um a give a good avenue for Absolutely. collectors that typically like to open product themselves. I got a really high end basketball collector. Um he's a good friend of mine. We talk all the time. Uh and he's like, I can't I can't
2: you
1: know, it's been he'd buy five cases of flawless every year. And now he's like, it's, I'm it's not even smart for me to buy one case of Immaculate. And like it's I'll go do some group breaks or I'll wait till the cards come on secondary. but I'm priced out of that just by being smart. He's got the money, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want to spend it. And he doesn't think it's worth
2: that much. So it seems to me that even more so the case with flawless, I mean, it secondary values six months later are paltry. Yeah. Yeah. Paltry. Um, I, have had a couple of conversations offline and one, the one, the one point that was made about this particular topic that scares me the most potentially is that we're looking at a situation where now it seems like maybe, maybe, and, and the example is with prison basketball being that so few, if anybody has received the solicitation for prison basketball that it's, the manufacturers that are now getting involved in that artificial creation of demand to where those lower end products are going the direction that you just described, that scares me because now it's not just a situation that's created by the middlemen, but if there's another step added, how much more expensive can these products, like you said, we know the price year after year for prism hasn't changed. But if the manufacturers are even going to get involved in holding back some product potentially and trying to put the middlemen on the hook, the distributors on the hook, what can happen to the end number that consumers are looking at? It's true. It's fun to speculate. It actually (laughs) is a fun conversation, but it's scary.
1: Yeah, it is scary. It's, I mean, yeah. Well, the thing with, uh, I'm more concerned about things like that with baseball and football because with basketball you're just you're at the mercy of the entire world those cases aren't just going to right american companies those are, those are going to asia going to europe yeah and those people are paying a lot for it a
2: lot more than we are so, so you could say that you something get, that happens where you get, who are
1: you gonna sell to
2: right you could say that happens in baseball a bit as well right yeah a little bit
1: but i mean i actually haven't heard
2: of an asian exclusive product in quite some time for baseball we used to have that a lot
1: i don't think it caught Uh,
2: ah good point right
1: you know there used to be a a couple asian group breakers um not i'm sure there are plenty but in asia doing group breaks on the internet I thought that was kind of cool, just to see uh, a different kind of setup.
2: In fact, I I bought myself into a few of those breaks just to gain access to some of those Asian-exclusive products. Mm -hmm. The last one I remember was that High Tech a couple of years ago had an Asian-exclusive, and there were a couple of cards that were only in those cases.
1: Yeah. They they didn't – didn't really hold much value. I no. think I've got Chris Bryant one for like thirty dollars, and it's oh yeah, 4. five and nobody wants it. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: the big one was um, I, I think it was Bowman draft. It was. Uh, it was like 2016 maybe or, or sixteen. I think fifteen was a bust. Twenty sixteen draft was amazing. It was crazy how it was. Asia, but for the American release, the non-Asia
2: version, it was terrible. Remind me what made There's Asia, no What color. was it?
1: They had these black Asia parallels, and the cases were loaded. Ah,
0: uh. yeah, it was insane, crazy. That—that's when uh, Shani. I don't even remember this. We were thinking about opening up a Breaker Culture Japanese office, and I was trying to get you to move out there. Do you remember
2: that discussion? No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, financially, it didn't make a lot of there. sense. <laughs> By the way, I love sushi so much. I'd at least go scope it out in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, send me over looking for office space. Right, (laughs) find me drunk on sake in the corner sushi joint. (laughs) Can I come with? (laughs) Right. Nice. Tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. All right, let's take a break. Thanks. All right. So we've talked about a lot of products already so far with Brian and I, we're going to continue talking about products. Uh, Here's the thing. If you're not using our interactive checklist uh, on breakerculture.com, I highly recommend that you do. And here's why. We created these checklists so that you can get insight and views into products uh, in a way that you can't really do with other static checklists. Uh, We're not just going to provide a team view and or player view and to say hey, here you go here's a PDF we want to give you an opportunity to interact and dissect and see things really quickly into products Uh, and so that's what we do on breakculture.com the very top of the page you'll see checklist headquarters you have that drop down and you click it and you're gonna see all the sports baseball football basketball and you'll be able to go into any one of those sports and for the products this year You'll be able to look into okay, where what are the best odds for me to get this team and these products? Or hey, I am a Odell Beckham Jr. fan. I want to go. I want to go find out real quickly which products should I spend money on to go find an Odell Beckham Jr. Which one gives me the best odds at getting that? Um, you can do that for any of the sports, uh, and it's an easy way for you to have that advantage when you're going in and jumping into group breaks or you're buying sealed wax or you're trying to look at what's a quick breakdown of, you know, Shohei Otani autos and archives and I want to see all the autos and that and you can do that in less than a minute. Uh, super easy for you to use. I can't recommend it enough. We put a lot of time into that and I from what I hear from folks, it's really valuable. I just need more people to use it so I can understand if it's uh you know, what we could do better. So, go check it out. breakculture.com. Checklist headquarters, find your sport, find your product and understand what's up. Back to the show. <laughs> All right, we're back. All right, so Brian, I got a big question for you. I I need to know why you're such a big fan of subprime mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole this whole reserve and pay later thing, I I just I think it's you're heading down the
1: wrong path. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> uh,
1: no. no, I'm just kidding. What what's uh... I'm definitely putting a lot of risk in my portfolio. Dude,
0: seriously. Right? So, how so? So, give us the story behind that. I, I love it. I think it's sweet. And I love the fact that you're taking risk and trying different things. But what kind of spawned that idea and how's it working?
1: Um, it uh, uh I think it happened when uh, this past Christmas, and we go back to Chicago for Christmas, and this past Christmas, we were there for three weeks and it's at the end of the year. So that's, that's when they slam out of, the, mm. the products and they're really good products. Um, and I didn't want to miss out on that. And I had a bunch and I didn't want to back out on them. Um, I certainly didn't want to sit on them for three weeks and then have a backlog of more stuff to sh- shoot me. So I just said, Hey, um, you guys want to pay for it now? Go ahead. And you'll have your spot. If you want to take this team and pay for it, you know, a day or two before I get back and we start breaking it, let's do that. I have a lot of trust in in my guys. Um, obviously, you can open yourself up to some risk of some guys not paying, but. If I'm collecting payments two days before the break, a day before the break, I've still got time to get in there and resell it if they're not going to pay. Um, you know, if I, (laughs) I thought of all the things like a guy goes in and buys the whole break. Like, yeah, well, I don't think that's going to work out, but I haven't had, I haven't had anything really bad happen with it. It's just like, you want, it's kind of like eBay, except you're not on a time crunch. You win Mm -hmm. something. It's yours, but now you have time to pay for it. If it's an eBay break, I mean, it's kind of the same principle. It's just longer drawn out. So it gives me an avenue to be able to go out of town and see family um, and still be able to fill breaks and yeah. have them full when I get back um, not have to miss out on anything. Give my guys a chance to not have to spend all their money and wait for three weeks. It's not thing more that drives me crazy. That's not true. I'm sure there are, but it drives me crazy that, um, world hunger. I'm then, holding yeah. on to someone's money and not being able to fulfill it. So if my breaks aren't going within like three days, I'm starting to get nervous. Um, this was kind of, if, if there's no checklist out, um, yeah. if I'm listing something more than, you know, a week in advance of, Uh, a release Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or if a product gets delayed and I've already got it listed. um, I just thought that that'd be a, a cool additional avenue for them.
0: Now I think it's, it it works out pretty good. So for folks that don't know um, you're doing a reserve now pay later kind of approach. And I I don't think you're doing it for all products, right? You're picking certain products to do it on.
2: Not all ones that are kind of the big, the big ones, yeah. The big ones, you know. I, I saw
0: it with Boma Chrome. I think it's. I don't know if that was one of your first. But that's the one I saw recently. I thought it was. Yeah,
1: people much. really took to that one.
0: Well, it's funny because you sent it out. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to try it. Mainly because I want to. I want to see how this works, and I want to talk about it with you. But I mean, I think you sent it out and said, "Hey, it's going to be available at seven o'clock tonight." And it was like four, and I'm like, "Oh shoot, I'll put a calendar in, I forgot, so I didn't do it." But <laughs> by the time I got back and checked, <laughs> everything was gone. <laughs> like it was all the good teams were gone immediately. Sounds yeah. good,
1: Yeah.
0: No, it's, I mean, from a forecasting standpoint, I'm sure it absolutely helps you. So that's, yeah, you jump
1: in there, especially on a high end team that you're like, man, that's a, that's pretty good. I've seen that pretty much higher everywhere. I know it's not going to break for a week because he's gone, but I want it and I want it at that price or I want it because I know that. You know, there's a lot of steeler collectors in this group, but they're sitting there or damn, weirdos. I want it because the checklist isn't out and I'm speculating that this guy or that yeah. guy or this guy's gonna be on the checklist. If he's not, I'm I mean, fine. Let's let's do something else. Let's change the price, make you happy and make it reflect the checklist. I don't have a problem with that at
2: all. Hmm. But you know let's, you, let's get things moving. What does that look like, Brian? I, I'm interested. I, I We've had this conversation, Ty and I, off air a bit about the concept of setting prices, which I think that's uh, in and of itself one big question that maybe we don't want to tackle right now, but setting prices prior to, you even mentioned it, prior to a checklist being available. And then the checklist comes out and Team A, B, and C are really not reflective in the price of what's truly on the checklist. How do you handle that situation? Um, I mean, to make it easier just, for you, let's say the pirates here's here's and that's,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking is the pirates are a great example. And it's, <laughs>
2: you know, that's, that's
1: one of your teams. Right. Um, so the pirates are so hit or miss. They either got nothing or they've got things sure. that pirates fans really like and old things and it usually happens with high-end products where they're gonna get you know Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell and all that kind of stuff Um, but then they come out you know say NT baseball or flawless and and that comes out they were 50 bucks and they've only got you know Starling Marte on the checklist well if you're pissed off let me know let's change it Um, (laughs) if you want completely out fine Let's throw it back in the store, see if somebody else wants it at a lower price. And it's not something I slap on the front of the, the
2: right. side
1: or anything. Right. But I think for most people that know me or deal with me, they, uh, they know that I'm pretty fair. So
2: I would agree. And you deserve to not only have that said about you, but publicly. Because there are definitely some folks out there that don't necessarily follow your lead in that respect. Holy moly.
1: I've seen some crazy responses, um, to people asking for a refund or a cancellation. Like really? And yeah, like these guys get so mad. I, I saw one a couple weeks ago, um, on one of those, uh, scammer pages. Um, which I don't like to read because it's so negative, but you got to pop in and look and see if there's anything major you got to look out for. But right. they said, uh, one of the guys was like, Yeah, I asked for a refund because the break was taking too long. And he explained it had been like over a week and the product had been out for a while. Um, and he just asked the guy for a refund. And the guy went all salty on him and he's like, Fine. And then kicked him out of the group. And then oh, sent him a message and said, I kicked you out of the group. You're no longer welcome here. I was like, whoa. In what other industry is a return or order cancellation before you get your product that big of a deal? Right. I get <laughs> it if it's like the highest value team and, you know, you built your whole nut around selling that one. But come on. How well. would you like it if that happened to you?
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I I, mean, I think you're speaking about a situation where that is the, the unintended consequence of an industry where anybody can jump in and call themselves a group breaker. But the oil and vinegar will separate pretty quickly, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line.
1: I mean, you're either uh you're either out completely after that or you're definitely out with that guy. Um and then yeah, yeah. you know, if you do happen to stumble along another good breaker, you're just gonna stay married to that person for
2: a long time. If I'm you, I hope there's more guys out there doing stupid stuff like that because you're gonna attract more business. Man, as but...
1: long as they're as long as they're not scamming people. Well you know, that's fine. It, yeah. You go have a bad exactly. experience with someone else. I'm sorry that happened. Let's get you in here and sell you down and <laughs> We'll do th- You will do things the way that we do things, and if you like it, you're more than welcome. If you don't, you're more than welcome to stop by sometimes, and not all the time.
0: All right, Brian, I got an idea for you. We're going to call this bro. the BH35 Scam Recovery Plan. <laughs> it, it's an entire plan you put a new customer on if they've been scammed, and you just slowly introduce them back into the wholesomeness of, of good group baking. You can increase your margins a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm telling
1: you, there's opportunity. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Step one. Let's not feel make you feel like any more of an idiot, because anybody <laughs> that gets ripped off is second guessing themselves. Damn it! I knew yeah. I shouldn't have trusted that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then, if they're open and willing, I should write a blog post about this. If they're open and willing, then let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's teach them some things that they might be susceptible to. Yep, Um, and then hopefully some other people hear it and listen along or read it. Yeah, well, it's funny. You know, that other part is like, uh, am I stepping over the line and kind of treating you like you're dumb? (laughs) I don't want to do that. I don't want to offer unsolicited advice to a new customer.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's funny because you know I see the other the, the the I don't know the backside of all this where I have, I mean, no joke, at least one new breaker a week that reaches out to me and says, Hey man, can you put us up on the website? And we want to start being promoted. And, and like at the very beginning, three or four years ago, it was like, well, okay, well I, I got to get breakers names out there, get reviews in and stuff. But now it's like, I, I, I respond with, well, I'm going to check you out first. For a month or so, and see how I. If you're if you're stable enough to even put on a website, you know, like because most sure. of these guys, I mean, you put them up, and like Brandon a week later, they're the gone. Ninety
1: nine guy on the front page of your website, right? Exactly. <laughs> even if it's to show everybody, like this guy scammed people, don't go with him. Right. Um, you still don't want it there. You don't want to be associated no. with it. Somebody Google's his name, and you're gonna pop up. Yep. Like. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so I started saying, "Well, I need to see at least twenty-five recorded videos on YouTube before you can even have a breaker page on the site." Sure. And due I mean, diligence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, we're not gonna we're not gonna have anybody recommend you because you're gonna send it out to your ten friends and they're gonna fill out a review, and it's
1: gonna be an awkward situation. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, where everyone says like the best thing ever about you. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. can you just say what you like? I pull a one-on-one you, every time. Hey, yeah oh, this guy takes too long to ship. Well, I think that's subjective. (laughs) Some guys only ship on a certain day. Some guys, you know, and you bought in on a break the day after they ship, uh, or, you know, this guy or that guy, or then you get a competitor that's like, oh, go trash this guy. It's like, read the positive stuff that's probably more likely of what's happening. Right. And not like the... (laughs) I'm in love with this. This guy is the best ever. Maybe that's true, but I don't know that everyone's going to believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so many comments. I'm going to refrain from saying about that because we could go down a whole rabbit hole around the- oh. and like that. But yeah, I, I think how. I'm more. I mean, what are your thoughts on the recent NAFTA?
1: Are you. I'm sorry. Thoughts on the
0: NAFTA? <laughs> Are you a big fan of the new, the new signing?
1: <laughs> that's, that's
0: more positive, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will not get into that.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. How, how often do politics come up in uh, in your breaks? Have they, I mean, has it been an issue at all?
1: We shut it down pretty quickly. Do you? Okay. Um. Yeah, it's, especially now, everything's so divisive. I'm going to split half of my room and have people yelling at each other take yeah. away the focus of, of what we're trying to do and have some fun. Uh, nobody wants that. It's like debating religion, religion and politics. You want to talk about it, do it in a setting that um, you can have a conversation and not just spit your views at people and not listen to theirs. I, I don't want that.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think the hobby is a place people run to, to get away from that stuff. I think it's, I do too.
1: And I'll have people we will curb that when it comes up. But sometimes I don't see it. And you'll see the other guys come in and be like, dude, I had a shitty day. I don't want to talk about this. I want to watch some sports. I want to see some cards. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. dude, let's get things back on track. Absolutely. Absolutely. No room for politics
0: and cards. Nope. Doesn't. doesn't. It's like oil and water, as somebody once said.
2: Unless you pull a president's auto. <laughs> That's true. Speaking. That's yeah, always you yeah, right. be worth something. So speaking of keeping things on track. uh, We're a little ADD today. We we kind of alluded to the other big release aside from Prism and Archives earlier in our conversation, which is NBA Hoops. We're only in the first week of the NBA season and we've got the first big release of the year. And uh, I think it deserves some of our airtime. So – I think you mentioned earlier you tended in the past not to do hoops very much. This might even be the first year you're doing it. So, what was compelling enough to you to actually do hoops this year?
1: Allocations. Ah, you got to take. You got to take hoops. Isn't bad, but you have to take. um, You have to take what they're selling to get what they're selling. Right. Just. If they're selling hoops, you got to take some. You know, if, I don't if, think you're going to have a problem. If you want to have a huge profit margin on a a hot product, you can't just sit out on all the love stuff. You just got to figure out a way to work that in, make it work. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised when I saw um, the cards out of the Knights Lance Panini blog yesterday. Yeah. They look really good.
0: They look amazing. It was like circa 1990s. It was just super fun. I know.
2: Since since we started this conversation, I went ahead and checked it out because you guys had mentioned earlier that they look good. And yeah, I agree. I think that in particular there are a couple of subsets that look really cool, especially one of the rookie subsets. I'm not sure what it's called, but it looks like they're kind of expressing themselves with a scream or a muscle mm-hmm. pose. Those look pretty cool. Um. Ty and I are not quiet about the fact that we think we agree for a, a rare occasion that this 1819 rookie class is a potentially generational class, even where we kind of maybe really ruffle some feathers, potentially better than the 1718 class of, your, of this year's past. So I don't know what you think about, about that, but. That's why I said a moment ago under my breath, I don't think you're going to have a problem selling, especially I think you might find yourself being a bit surprised that by putting some of it on eBay as you did, you might get some big numbers for a couple of these teams. The Mavericks are going to be going for a ton because of the European influence on those prices, trying to chase Doncic, Um, which is a team that you might have gone for a little bit more than you thought, but... I don't know. Well, I'm going to be interested to talk to you and see what happens with this first eBay hoops uh, break that you put out there. I'm going to be watching it anyway for myself, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for anything basketball this year, and I think Ty agrees. My hope is that you do a little more basketball. But on that note, what are your plans for basketball this year? Um just to grow the basketball
1: customer base. I mean, that's kind of why I put it on eBay is we're just not that big on anything that's not, you know, immaculate, prism, select contenders, NT. Um, so if we can get some more people in, it's a great way to meet a bunch of new people is throw it on eBay. Um, you know, if you lose a couple bucks, it's chalk it up to a marketing cost. What other kind of, what kind of, kind of, uh, customer acquisition chances do you get to audition? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: good Well, you know, it's funny because I think basketball is the rare sport where there's not a lot of crossover basketball collectors kind of stand on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, which means I, I think you, you also get a little bit more of a and I hate to say it this way, but more of an immature buyer in a lot of cases of basketball, mm-hmm. uh, because you got international influence, you got younger buyers. Uh, so you get a lot more from, at least when I hear from people, you get more returns, you get more chargebacks in basketball, but you also get a lot more money in, in that space.
1: So it's, the the margins are higher. Yeah. Um, just because of the international influence, I think, and so much of the stuff going to Asia, in Europe, and Australia, um, so yeah, get in where we can get in, um, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, how much, um, how much prison do you have coming in? Do you know? Do you have enough
1: to hold multiple case breaks? Prison football, prison basketball, prison basketball. How do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, like you're saying earlier, um, mm-hmm. those allocations aren't really set yet i don't think i've even had a solicitation for it yet you're not alone Uh, so panini is much better in my opinion with their orders and how you order things um, from your distributors or i guess distributors from the manufacturers is that if i order i mean i just ordered hoops Really? Less than six weeks ago. Okay. Um, and that was the original solicitation. Um, so Panini does a good job of releasing it not too far after um, their in- initial solicitations have come in. Uh, Tops, on the other hand, uh, I'm already putting orders in for 2019. Yeah, I, I just put in orders for 2019 Tops Inception yesterday. I already got orders in for hmm. 2019 Heritage and Tribute, but wow. Panini, you know, they'll they'll wait six weeks until something comes out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pre sell, you don't have to sit that long, so you can. It's easier with planning um, because you see what comes out uh, around the same time. You don't want to overdo it, I guess. I mean, yeah. you don't want thirty cases sitting there. Uh, for new releases in one week, you know, cause they're coming. There's more coming the next week. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can just sit on it. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I, I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit, but it's interesting. So on the retail side, um, you know, you had the solicitations for, for hoops, for instance, came out the very end of June and you had to get your orders in, I believe the third week of July. So you're still what, three months early on the retail? Mm-hmm. In prison, retail solicitations came out six or seven weeks ago, and you had to get your orders in four weeks ago. So, like they're, they're 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 segmenting their market, and they're I think they're doing the right thing, and that is not holding these hobby shops and breakers hostage to to all these allocations that sometimes they can't fill. So, are these commitments? I should say.
1: One of the things that you don't really see are retail group breaks. Yeah. And if they're going to start making these retail products better and better every year, like you saw the mega boxes last year, that would have been a great group break.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever thought about breaking retail? I have. Our distributors don't sell retail. Right. So for you to get retail, you would have to either find a route of distribution or go to a yeah. target.
1: I'm not going to go there and try to beat all the guys to the box <laughs> the Target. I especially don't want to buy, you know, mass quantities of stuff sitting around on a a shelf from Target. I don't, I'm not going to have time to sit there and make sure that they weren't all thumbed up (laughs) or returned and replaced with 1987 tops.
2: Did you see the tweet from earlier in the week from Ty about people? re-sealing packs of cards and returning you know, them to Target and them ending up back on the shelves. with You can kind of see how it's all crooked and kind of mm-hmm. literally an iron was used, a clothing iron. Um, I was the one who actually found that, took a picture and sent it to Ty to get that on Twitter. And at one point after seeing it in the sixth or seventh Target or Walmart that I had been to that week, I uh, took a pack and looked closer and inside – literally was like 92 Fleer.
1: yeah it's a problem and until <laughs> until until the uh until the manufacturers clamp down on the retail sellers uh for that kind of thing i don't think you'll see any change those boxes need to be behind a counter so you know and whether you put them Behind the jewelry counter because you already have an attendant there. you know they, they, they need to do something. They can't just have guys sitting in an aisle with a
2: scale. It's interesting. You actually are the first one that I've heard personally say that they should be behind a counter. I've heard a couple of other ideas to try to help deal with the problem. Um, to me, it seems, and I don't know, I have no concept of what manufacturing costs are for materials. But using foil for individual packs that you can't see through. Mm-hmm. Rather than this material that's almost See like glass, yeah. right? Um, that's one. But to, that was part of the conversation between Ty and Chris from Top Shelf Breaks, and now here we are talking about it. I, I've done a little bit more investigation, and I've come to learn that, A, neither Target nor Walmart have any invested interest in that uh, in that space or – in the products that are in that space because it is rented to a third-party company. They've got their money. They get a little cut from sales, but the biggest part of their income from all of that is in renting the renting of the space. And that third-party company being Excel um, is really responsible for everything when it comes to that space. So Target's not motivated. Now that said, there is a policy that they are not supposed to take returns of any sports cards whatsoever. So 100% any tar- should not. No. Well, I mean,
1: what do you get – what are you yeah. going to do? Buy a box, open it, hit an autograph, and take the rest of the packs back? Wouldn't you? No. I don't know. <laughs> you bought the box for a reason. That's exactly what It happens. was to get that card, and now everything else is a bonus. Yep. <laughs> hmm. But I that's exactly and People what are desperate they'll do yeah. uh they'll do whatever they do it in every industry facet of life those kind of people exist and what are you going to do i think that if that's the case with uh, and I, I don't know what the, the rental is or the margins or whatever for renting that space out at a target which makes a lot of sense cuz it's in the same place in every store exactly um whether it's on the left or the right of the checkout. Uh, it, it, I think that that company or those companies, um, I think that if they set up some kind of space where um, they weren't accessible easily, uh, then they, uh, they could see more sales. More people would go and buy them. I would. Right. But I'm not going to go... Spend- you know, 30, 50 bucks on a box of prism that I don't think there's actually going to be prism cards inside. <laughs> right.
2: Obviously the bigger problem are the individual packs, whether that's thin packs or fat packs. The boxes mm-hmm. are a little bit safer for the average Joe to go and just grab one, but still a problem. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, they, the one thing target can do for sure today and Walmart for that matter is Abide by the simple policy that's already in place, which is absolutely no returns of these products. But they allow people to return them. Yeah. Because their policy for their own products is basically you rec- you can return anything for any reason within 30 days, no questions asked. So when someone comes in with cards, it's like, well, I have a different policy I have to live by, and I'm not trained at saying no. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for people to do when they're so com, you know, so used to saying yes to everything. But they've got to. I will just—I'm not trying to sound like a martyr or anything like that. But every time I see it now, I bring it to the at least the floor manager, if not the store manager, and just say, "This is what happens when you accept returns of cards, which you're not supposed to." And you're I'm, supporting
1: theft and forgery, yeah. and you know, play—not <laughs> forgery, but I mean. No, dude, yeah. you're supporting theft. And, and I've gotten a couple they're stealing of funny shares. And, stares, not, but... and not, not from the store anymore. From the right? store's customers. You're allowing those people to fraud the customers. You're allowing it. And it's almost. I mean... This is depressing. You're going to take, <laughs> take it home, you're going to open it up, and then uh, you don't even have to reseal the packs. Just throw the cards back in the box that you don't want and Right. Wrap a plastic thing around it and send it back. They don't know there's <laughs> supposed to be Tops logos on the cellophane on the outside of the box. <laughs> they it I... probably, I think a lot of things could probably be better about it. And they, I think, they will make it better.
2: Mm-hmm. I do too, and I think us having this conversation and more folks being aware from both the consumer end and from the behind the counter perspective. Is just going to make it better, but I, yeah. you know we've probably said more than we need to. But I, again, I think there's there's a good reason behind it all. Um, that said, I would like more breakers to find their appropriate avenue, rather than having to walk into a Target or Walmart and fight for it, but find a distributor that gives them access to retail products and potentially look into the idea of doing. Some. I'm not asking for a ton, but some retail bricks. Here's the bottom line: there are products like Prism that have exclusives in the retail SKUs that you're not going to get in hobby. So, if you're the kind of collector that enjoys building rainbows, there's a really good reason why to do it. Um, the price point is obviously. Uh, uh, probably the biggest reason why, because you're going to be offering your customer base an opportunity to get into a break at, uh, uh, especially for a product like Prism, where we know it's so allocated that you have to pass along some of that cost to your customers. But you get your hands on retail, and it's a set cost, and you know you're going to be able to offer it at a much cheaper point. So that's that's my overture and request to to both you, Brian, and to breakers listening. I really hope to see more and more retail breaks. I know there's a limit to it. So I'm not I'm not asking for the world. Yeah, especially with the product
1: that has retail only exclusives, I, I think something like that would be great to mix into a break. You know, six of one, six of six of hobby, six of retail. That's a good idea. Or, you know, eight and four, whatever. Just something something new, something different, something to get excited about.
0: Well, you're not afraid to try stuff, so I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it past you to have that up soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll see once uh once basketball gets hot and heavy and the rookie class is doing well and more products are allocated, it'd be interesting to see if that changes people's mindset with getting into retail more
1: with breaks. Well, I mean, everybody jumped in on Crown Royal last year.
2: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too great, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's some big cards in there.
2: Yeah, there are. They were available, so why not?
1: Yeah, Heck yeah.
2: So I was cool. just glancing at some notes from the last time that we talked, and I realized you kind of alluded to it earlier, Ty, and I wasn't sure what you were talking about. I realized now it was Jack Ryan that was hitting through Amazon Prime. Did you? Did we all watch that? I know I watched a couple of episodes, but I kind of fell off because it. I can only watch Amazon Prime from the TV in my bedroom, and I don't always remember to do that. And I tend to not really watch much TV in the bedroom. I don't like to. But I watched a couple episodes. It was pretty good. What about you guys? I
1: I baked it out in like three days.
2: (laughs) Nice. Was it worth it?
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's great. I'm excited for the next season. I just like that character. I like that storyline. And you know where it's going. And now you get to watch it kind of develop again.
0: I thought Krasinski
1: was perfect. Yeah, I was concerned at first, but he was
0: the perfect Jack Ryan. Yeah,
1: they nailed that one.
2: Have you happened to watch a Netflix series called Ozark with Jason Bateman? I tried it out.
1: I couldn't get into it. I think I was out after the first couple episodes.
2: Wow, you're the but, first person I've heard say that. I am I, I could dive back
1: in. There's so many shows to watch.
2: There really are a ton. It's crazy. It doesn't matter what you're interested in. You'll find something. I watch with my a good kid-friendly show if you're interested, if you're looking for something to be able to watch with your kids. is um, There's a couple of Marvel series out there right, right now. We just finished Iron Fist as a family. Pretty cool. Uh, and then we just started on the heels of that Daredevil, which I know Ty is a big mm. fan of. Mm. I am. Good afternoon. That's right. It was a, not the movie version, but a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no,
0: that, that's a great. I for, totally forgot about that. He was Daredevil, wasn't he? <laughs> it was, it
2: was certainly Daredevil. Uh, speaking
1: of, Man, of Ben Affleck, why does Ben Affleck keep getting superhero? Right. That's why? Because he's like six four and has the biggest head in the industry. Yeah, that's right. it. <laughs>
2: it's totally. I do realize you could be a superstar if you have an enormous head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna be there. I think I wear a six and one eighth fitted hat. Yeah, my head's pretty small too. It's us bald um, guys that just keep clean. Yeah, man, yeah. it
1: just—I don't know if that hair had some pad to it or what, but um, my people with very large heads scare me.
2: <laughs> a lot of them out there,
1: especially in Hollywood. How do you stop that guy when he gets mad? Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As if he's part Ram or something, he's gonna use his head to run right into you. What's your fitted hat size, Ty? Seven and uh seven and a half or seven and one three eighths or something like that. Yeah. Seven what three size. Eights.
1: The melon head. i was creeping on that big head creepy. Oh yeah.
0: Size. Yeah. Well, okay. This is <laughs> This overall it's creepy right now. <laughs> this is this is a great segue into rapid fire because I uh it's it's Let's time. Do it. It's time. It's time to put Brian on the spot again. <laughs> you cool? Here you, we go. Here we go. All right. Favorite board game of all
1: time? I didn't really got into board games. I liked Clue That's a good one. when I was a kid.
0: Cool. Clue. Okay. Most expensive pair of shoes you've ever purchased?
1: I don't know what they were. Um, there are probably some sort of, uh, baseball cleat, maybe in like the 150 range, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty hard on shoes. So I try to stay, you know, between 70 and a hundred bucks. You're a normal shoe buyer is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> right? I look at the cool ones. I'm like, Ooh, I want
0: that. And like, yeah.
1: Well, let's spend $150 on a pair of white shoes. It's going to be trash in two weeks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all the wrapper residue ruined your shoes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Strange glue that gets all over the floor from the packs. Exactly.
0: Um, you're, you're, uh, you're building an NFL franchise. What, uh, what player are you building it around right now?
1: Um, I think it's happening. Khalil Mack. Ooh, cool. Okay. There are three, defensive impact players like that in the NFL. There are what 12 quarterbacks that you would want to start with maybe there's there's less of those amazing defensive players you know, Aaron Donald Cleo Mack Von Miller this Aaron. don't happen very often
2: Aaron Donald Pitgrad. there you go <laughs> had to one. throw that in there
0: wouldn't be an official episode until you said something like that.
2: I had that was the only comment about Pittsburgh this episode. There you go.
0: Um, all right, you walk into a gas station. The Gatorade flavor you grab
1: by default. Uh, purple Rain. It's a purple one. I think it's called Rain. Uh, let's go for like the light purple one.
0: Not your favorite album. The fa- Your favorite Gatorade flavor.
2: Purple Rain. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> good album. <laughs>
0: Um, your least enjoyable chore around the house dishes boom, um, I'm so with you on that. um you have to break one product the rest of your life over and over again. which product is it?
1: tops finest top's finest I just like it there's there's enough carts, there's not too many carts. Does it take forever to open? Um there's good content. The cards always look great. So I, I like it. It and it's not nosebleed expensive. Yeah. So that's
0: true. And I feel like it has a history too. I feel like you can kind of oh, yeah. you can track it back first into the First refractor.
1: Ah oh, man, those are the days.
2: Is that Nine, true? The first, 1993,
1: refractor, first, was first the refractor. Uh-huh. That is cool. That's a cool if you go look up that set, man. The All Star uh Refractors, they go for a lot of money. A lot. I, I did not That's realize great,
2: that. That's a great hobby trivia question right there. Yeah. It is. It is. Okay. Uh what what do
0: you order when you walk in Chipotle?
1: <laughs> um three tacos. Usually chicken, sometimes steak. Haven't been in a long time. We don't really have a whole lot of commercial restaurants on the on the beach so you got to go over to i'm not making a half an hour trip over over the causeway to go to chipotle very often hmm. i didn't even think about that yeah that's true but uh
2: when i lived out in the burbs yeah you know, twice a week <laughs> at least are you saying you live in a part of miami that's uh like yeah, really we close
1: live on, to... we live in miami beach so nice it's just not uh it's not any kind of commercial everything is for the most part local boutique Yeah, yeah boutique kind of there's a lot of new stuff coming in everybody's kind of worried about it but i don't know we just don't have stuff like that i think there's one mcdonald's two actually
0: that is unheard of yeah right craziness Okay. Step back 10 years. You're investing in one stock. What stock do you invest in right now?
2: Uh,
1: um,
0: CNBC.com recently, I
1: don't, I I don't know. I'd have to look at what was around 10 years ago. <laughs> um, I think Facebook was what? Seven, eight years. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. God, that's,
0: that seems like an eternity ago. But yeah, 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 you're right. I think it was public like seven hundred years ago. I think it
1: was a uh, twenty-eight dollar initial price. Yeah, public offering. Huh. I was in on that for sure. <laughs> um so nice. It, it, I was surprised on that one. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really follow individual stocks very much. It's not, uh, you know, you pay people to do that, so yeah, I'll let them do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. And you live, you live in a pretty cool spot. So last question for you, um, outside of your kind of your own territory there, what's the ideal vacationing spot for you?
1: Um, um, a mountain snowboard trip. Ooh, so uh,
0: give, give me so, a spot. What's one, one of your favorite spots? Uh, Lake Tahoe. Mm. Okay. Ty, really, have you taken your family really like to it Tahoe? It no, I haven't. I want to go. I want to take the family there soon.
2: Ty and his family are a ski family, right? Mm-hmm. So nice. You're speaking his language. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are.
1: Yeah, I think I'll. I think we'll start the kids out on skis. See how they do.
0: Yeah, we did the same, and we haven't gone. We haven't even started. It's our fourth year. We haven't done any snowboarding, but they're starting to ask a little bit. Hey, can we venture into snowboarding? I just don't know how to, so I can't really help them. So that's that's the problem.
1: And they're supposed to build this massive mall um, out in the suburbs um, out here. And it's going to be like a city. And they're going to have a snow mountain there, indoor snow mountain. I'm like,
2: yes, let's get that sucker approved and built. No kidding. (laughs) I'll be there every weekend. Well, they have that indoor snow mountain in Dubai. Yeah. So it's been done. But that's wild. That is wild. Where what what part of Florida are they doing that in? Can't be Miami itself. That's too many dollars per square foot for them to do that there.
1: No, it's uh it's not
2: far though. Um they gonna dry out the Everglades? Oh no. You can't do anything without Oh my god.
1: Uh, let's see. I want to say it's out by uh, Miami Gardens, up by where the Dolphins play. Maybe uh, even a little bit farther north, like Davy Weston. Weston's uh-huh. pretty big, like mm-hmm. affluent neighborhood, lots of golf courses.
2: Interesting. Oh, cool. It There's, would make sense uh... to go out there. Is there a name for that project? I'd love to look it up. Uh, if, you, if you don't yeah. remember, we can, you'd shoot me something on email or something. I'd love to research I'll talk to that. I'm interested in that Cine planning stuff. So. I'm, yeah.
0: sure you, I'm sure you could go to google.com and type it in. Too.
1: <laughs> Damn. <Let> me-
0: Damn. <laughs> that well, one hurt. You ever heard of that site? Let me Google that for you. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ty's done that to me a couple of times. I've asked him a question that's like obviously something easy to Google and he'll just throw a throw – let me Google that text to me.
1: I've, I've done it uh, – I used to do it a lot. I thought it was hilarious and then uh, it turns out that it's not really hilarious. It's yeah. offensive.
0: It's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be careful
1: who you do it to.
0: And it's it's worse when they don't get it.
2: You get a yeah. no response like, like, wait, you didn't well, get that?
1: What is this? Oh, well, why would you send me that? I could have done that. That's why I'm exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: yes, well, cool, man. Brian's it been awesome, Uh, folks. Check check Brian out. Appreciate your time. Big thirty five sports cards. I know you got flawless five star archives, prism, and hoops. Right now.
1: Yeah, we're loaded up. It's
0: gonna be a fun week. Insanity. We'll be. uh, I know Shanee and I will both be tuning in. So looking forward to it. No doubt. Awesome. All right, Brian. Thank you for your time, man.
2: See ya. Yeah,